Welcome back to the Jote Show here on the Dion Family Network, episode 132. It is the super wild card weekend with a Monday night game, and I'm still not going to support that. I'll watch it, but I won't support it. Why? Because it's a Monday nighter or the two teams involved? Oh, that's a good... No, I think it's probably just that it's Monday night. I think the teams are evenly matched because they've both just fallen off a cliff over the last month, month and a half. So you'd rather see two triple headers? Yes, that is that is what I'd rather see. Okay. Honestly, an AFC day and an NFC day. I feel like that would be that would be really fun, but it makes too much sense for the end. Actually, I guess it does make sense to spread the games out a little bit. Uh, today we are going to talk about the Super Wild Card Weekend. A few other NFL stories. A few more coaches fired. NFL All Pro teams. Uh, yeah, that's it for the NFL. NHL. The uh, All Star Game rosters were announced. Nathan McKinnon is mad because Nazem Kadri didn't get selected to that. Uh, we'll also talk about Evgeny Malkin's return, uh, Bobby Clark versus Ron Hextall, which is just just pure entertainment. And then NBA, uh, Devin Booker versus the Raptors is probably the best NBA rivalry this year now. It is really elevated. Um, and also Sacramento versus Russell Westbrook, which just ended uh, – Ended not so great for for the Kings, but we'll we'll start the NFL. So the Giants and Texans both just wanted to wait a few extra days to fire their coach. I guess so. Yeah, they just didn't want to do it on the Black Monday like everybody else. I guess they they wanted to be different. Joe Judge fired after two years. David Culley fired after one. Uh, do you think either of these are a reaction to Brian Flores getting fired, or maybe a candidate they really want? I don't think so. Like, I, I, it was probably in the works already. Like, um, yeah, like Houston's coach wasn't he an interim anyway? No, he no? was oh. he was signed on before the year. Oh, okay, but on, only only one year, which I feel like usually coaches get two. Yeah, yeah, minimum anyway. But yeah, time to move on. Yeah, the the Giants definitely need a need a culture reset from the guy that was supposed to be brought in for that culture reset. And Houston, I don't know. I I don't think they were that bad. Well, they were. They, they weren't just good, all of a sudden but... became competitive. Yeah, near that... the end is is kind of what they became, and that's that's not good enough. Well, you were competitive. You still went four and twelve or four and thirteen or whatever they went. I don't even know if they won four games, but like they also did it without Deshaun Watson, who like we never know if he's ever going to play football again, but. That was still a guy who was an MVP candidate and arguably a top five quarterback that just wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they still have a quarterback to trade. Yeah, yeah. Good, uh, good old Tyrod Taylor. He'll he'll find a backup job somewhere and then somehow get playing time, unless unless there's any former Los Angeles Charger doctors there, then then he'll be good. Right. Uh, the NFL this year had their highest viewer average since 2015. Wow, people people are tuning in to regular season football. Well, I'm surprised it's gone higher, but I guess with the pandemic and people locked in lockdown, nah, not as at least not in the states. But I mean, here we are. So it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, be watching football instead of actually probably have to do schoolwork. But I could say that watching football is a part of my schoolwork. That's right. Uh, the NFL also announced they're all pro. We're just going to go through the first team. Although it is funny, the second team doesn't have a running back. It's just vacant. 
so they're gonna so they're gonna be just passing all game yeah, i guess no no running no running back no running attack uh offensive side of the ball aaron Rodgers, a quarterback jonathan taylor cooper cup Devontae adams Debo samuel at the wide receiver positions mark andrews at tight end i don't know if anyone cares about offensive linemen but yes you do <laughs> Okay, then we're going to play a game of what team does this offensive lineman play for? Okay. Trent Williams. Um, Kansas City? No. I heard his name. He did miss a game. He Recently. missed week 18. Right. His team still won. Uh, I give up. San Francisco. Oh, I was going to say the Rams. I, th- I, knew, I knew it was in that game. <laughs> Uh, Joel Batonio. Joel Batonio. Baltimore? Cleveland. Close. Jason Kelsey? Oh, Jason Kelsey is Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. Uh, Zach Martin. Dallas Cowboys. And Tristan Wirfs. Wirfs. Green Bay? Close. I'm guessing. Tampa. Close, I just meant by, like, quality of team. Uh, not actually close. Defensive side of the ball, uh, TJ Watt, Aaron Donald, Cameron Hayward, and Miles Garrett, defensive line. I wouldn't really say many any surprises there. No. Uh, linebacker group, Michael Parsons, Darius Leonard, and Devondre Campbell from the Packers. Uh, do you say, is it backfield? Is that what, like, the defensive backfield? It's like yep. the corners and safeties? Yep. Uh, Trevon Diggs, Jalen Ramsey, Kevin Byard, and Jordan Poyer. The one name that stood out to me was Jordan Poyer because he wasn't selected to be a pro bowler, but he's an all-pro, first-team all-pro. I don't know how that system works. It really doesn't make sense, and I think that's why people don't care about it is because it's that inconsistent that he's not a pro bowler, but he's the best safety, best safety at his position in football. But he's not a pro bowler. I liked it better when they had the all Madden team every year. That was awesome. What's the all Madden? Was it just he picked it? Oh yeah. He had it every year. Oh, it was is like the like what you're talking about, like an all pro team, but it was the all Madden team. Every year he would announce these are my players. That's kinda cool. And it was yeah, like people like I'm was part of the all Madden team. Like means you're a little bit, you know, tough and rough and good and a little bit of everything. Do you think there's anybody now in the NFL like that could have that kind of pull? Not the same pull as John Madden, but if they said, here's my all-team, that they would care more about it than an all-pro team? Nah, I don't think so. And again, that's just the kind of legacy that Madden had. Because, yeah, I, I don't think there's anyone out there right now that has that same... Gravitas? Nope. Nope. Like, maybe Tony Romo. Oh, Tony Romo right? would be good. I, 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 I think he could be, like... The second best all-time ever football color analysis. Because he's close now, in my mind. Yeah. I really like him. Uh, He could probably do, like, quarterback rankings. Yeah. That'd be more of his speed. I I think he could do it all because he he knows football. Like, he's very smart, for sure. And I don't know if he... I don't know if he's just a good guesser at the plays or if he is able to... um, analyze the game better for us i am not really sure like he definitely has the personality and stuff like that he's got lots of energy but you could say that about a lot of 
um, color commentators. So I don't know if anybody can. I would say the only person that comes close to his energy is Chris Collingsworth, which I right. I would say they're neck and neck. It's not that much of a difference. Yeah, yeah. And Tony gets is over the top because. He has this, okay, see how they're lining up this or they're right. moving this guy across the formation. They're going to be doing this. He's being a quarterback, right? Which, yeah, Collinsworth wouldn't have that because he was a wide receiver his whole career. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah, those those would be definitely top two guys, like current. Oh, We're like getting on off topic, sorry. Well, I I mean, for each game, because we don't have that many games left, I did write right. down who's commentating which game because oh, okay. it does matter. And obviously we care about that. Uh Colts GM Chris Ballard said he wouldn't commit to Carson Wentz in 2022, or I guess I guess it is 2022 for the 2022 season. That's fair. I mean, yeah, he hasn't really earned it. Like he, not that he had a terrible year, but he just didn't. It's one of those. If there was a better quarter, like uh, one before we do the games, I'll do. I said I was going to do quarterback rankings, which is actually a lot harder than I thought, but. Pretty much any of maybe the top 10 quarterbacks that made the playoffs, if you had them on the Colts, right. they would be a playoff team. I, I don't know. If you would have told me Wentz would have went 9-8 and eight with the Colts, I would have said, that. Ah, that's probably a pretty successful season. Not the way, obviously, the way it turned out, yeah. but I would have thought they would have been a losing, would have had a losing record. That's fair. I mean, the last three weeks of the season, maybe even more, they, just, they should have been a playoff team, and now... Yeah. We're just not talking about them, and now it's just the, it's the Raiders and the Steelers. Well, the Raiders, I don't, I don't mind. It's yeah, it's the Steelers. Like I, I really think the Colts, if they played the Steelers in a play-in game, would win. And even the Chargers, which the Chargers just they lost. So again, the Chargers, if they don't call a timeout, they're in the playoffs. So that's on them. Yeah, I still, I still think the Raiders, even if they, we will never know. But if I'm just saying, if there's no timeout called, they probably run another play. I think they're still kicking the field goal. I don't think there was enough time to run another play. There's like 30. When they called the timeout, there's 38 seconds. They were about to run a play when they called the timeout. Oh, okay. I'm I pretty sure. there was less time than that. I thought it was like 11 seconds. 38 was the timeout, and then they ran the clock down to kick the field goal, which I think they left like two seconds left, which, again, Chris was trying to set that up of well, what if it gets blocked which that would have been sure. that would have been the best that, there's no better way to end an nfl regular season than a block kicked return for a touchdown and the team that was kicking the ball now misses the playoffs well, again that, and that's why you would take a knee because you don't want to gamble yeah just get in, just, in that situation you can you're in the playoffs if you do nothing yeah. that does never happens that yeah, in it, any it, sport I was especially thinking of a like, it's obviously a tie that gets you in the playoffs. But I was thinking like, what if a loss got you into the playoffs? Like it would, it would wouldn't really make sense. But they almost tied. So the tie that never was. P- Pittsburgh Steelers might be the worst team to ever make the playoffs. Did you see Mike Tomlin said he fell asleep during the game? No. I kind of get it though. Like it is a late. It was like, <laughs> it was like around midnight Eastern time. I don't know. Is Pittsburgh Eastern like Eastern yes. time? Yes. So like you got, you you played your own game. Yeah, yeah. You're probably watching the four o'clock game. Yes. Fair enough. I just love it. Like I hope he like woke up and he was just like, wait, did we make the playoffs? Like if if, if they just went to like the news or something, so he didn't <laughs> know what happened. Right. Um, 
Aaron Rodgers' toe also, Green Bay does have the bye week this week. He says, or there's expectation his toe will be 100% come next week. Oh, excellent. And he's fully immunized or whatever he is. Hey, it, actually, don't, I guess he, he is immunized. Um, so I said I'd bring quarterback rankings. Do you want me to go 1 to 14 or 14 to 1? 14 to 1. Okay. Number 14, I don't think it's going to shock anyone. Ben Roethlisberger, even yep. even he's saying, you know what? We basically shouldn't have made it. We're underdogs. Let's go have fun. Yeah, for sure. It's the biggest spread of the weekend. Yep. It, it makes sense. 13, I put Mac. I just, not only is it your first playoff game, it's your first season. I know a lot of people, and I think it does mean something when you play in the college football playoff. It is pressure situations. Yep. You're also going to Buffalo, which when we get to Buffalo, we'll talk about the weather. It's just... If you're trying to win a Super Bowl, I, I honestly would say Ben and Mac is probably arguable because right. Ben has that experience. Yeah, for sure. 12, I put Jalen Hurts, and I love Jalen Hurts. But again, if you're saying, okay, you are our quarterback, go win us a Super Bowl, I don't know yet if I can trust him for Fair. four rounds. Fair. Uh, 12, I put Stafford. Am I 12? 14, 15, 12, 11. 11 is Stafford. Well, I'm surprised he made the top 14. He <laughs> he has to. Why? He made the playoffs. Oh. That's all that, I just ranked the playoff quarterback. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, Stafford's just had a really tough go. Like, even, I mean, again, they were trying to go for the win against San Francisco, and he threw it five yards too short for Odell Beckham and yeah. got picked off and let the Niners into the playoffs. Yeah. It's just... This is what's fascinating about that Monday night game, and I guess it does make sense. It's probably the most intriguing game of the weekend that these two teams, you just don't know. They they are the wishy-washy teams that managed to make the playoffs. For sure. Uh, top 10, 10 I, I put Jimmy G. I just, he has that experience. He's gone to a Super Bowl. If you are trusting him to win that Super Bowl, probably not great, but he can he can game manage and especially i do think about the team around them he just if they're not running the ball it's well, i guess debo samuel can run the ball too but it's debo samuel it's george kittle it's brandon Ayuk. they have weapons around him right and a good defense nine i put kyler again if he's running the ball i feel like this is a late in the season kind of thing that he's just kind of stopped running yeah and passing it just I I him and so Dak was next and the only reason I trust Dak more is just playoff experience. Like I know Dak doesn't have a, like what is he probably played like three playoff games, if that yeah yeah like it's it's not that much more playoff experience. But at least with Dak, it's funny that they've kind of switched where Dak feels like he can run more or will run more sometimes. Maybe I think he should run more. He doesn't though, and. To me, they are the same quarterback, but just Kyler's faster and Dak is a better passer. That's right. the only difference. So that was eight and seven. Six, I put Tannehill. I don't know if that's too low. Is that six? One, two, three, four, five, six, I would have put seven. him with the same slot as Jimmy G. To me, he's the same quarterback. They, And it's... Game manager. Yeah. And I would say, though, he is better with his legs than, than Jimmy. And if... He's coming back round two with Derrick Henry. It's probably a team we, we do overlook, although they are the overachievers. Yeah. 
six I put Derek Carr again. Is that a, it might he might be more of that Dak Kyler like that, not the same quarterback, but mm-hmm. might be more of that range. But I don't know. I just kind of trust. I feel like he is like Joe Flacco, where like he's a gunslinger, but his gun gunslinging is usually just throw it 30, 40 yards and hope for pass interference or a catch. We'll see. He's it, never been in the playoffs before. No, which, again, will. It's it could be overrating Joe Burrow, but I put him at five. Which again, he's had a great year. I I, I might even put him higher. I don't. Th- I mean, it is it. It's up for the discussion year this year. The year he's having, and also again the the charisma and people are calling him Joe Shiesty and Joe Burr, and like it kind of seems like any team he's on. They're buying in, and him and Jamar Chase have been playing together since college, even though it was like two years, but they still had that connection, and I, I guess the only thing I think that could hold him back is I don't know how good he's going to be in the cold. Bass, it's tonight he's pretty cold. He'll definitely win comeback player of the year, too. Yeah, that is, that is his award now. Uh, four, I put Josh Allen. Again, the, the Buffalo weather is leaning – I would say leaning towards the Bills side because there isn't as much wind this time. But Josh Allen, if he plays the way he did the last time they played the Patriots in yeah. New England, yeah, that's that's a Super Bowl quarterback right there. Right, as long as he stays healthy. Yeah. Three. Are we sure we're not going to get Mitch Trubisky? Nope. <laughs> Three. I put Brady. He's just the model of consistency. I'd say the Brady Allen Burrow. That those three spots I can consider interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But Brady, you just you know he has that experience, and yeah, many people are gonna pick the Bucks. I when we get to that game, I'm I don't know. I just I don't know if the Bucks team around him is that well. It's definitely not at the level as it was last year, but even the level that it was week one, especially health wise. Yeah. One and two, obviously, if you're doing the math at home, it's Rodgers and Mahomes. Again, you could, you could go back and forth. I'll take Rodgers at one just because yep. they've been the consistent team this All year. year. Yep. Yep. So they deserve to be the Super Bowl favorite and the team everybody has their faith in until they until they lose. Right. So people throwing money out there. I'm not going to tell you to bet on Green Bay, but if you want to feel safe with your money, it's Green Bay. They are just the safest team. Kansas City is the fun, sexy team because they've, been to back-to-back Super Bowls and they are the power prolific offense right even and their defense isn't terrible nope but it always gets better throughout the year would that also be your rankings for teams or is that just quarterbacks that's specific? just quarterbacks I don't I don't know how different it would be I probably right. would have uh I'd probably have Tennessee ahead of Cleveland and Vegas and then San Francisco San Francisco, Dallas. I mean, it is a game we're seeing this weekend, but it's just those two are really, are really neck and neck. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, quarterback rankings. I guess let's let's get into these games. I'm also gonna. You don't have to do it now. You could do it when we finish or once we talk about the games. But instead of doing guess the lines, we're gonna do confidence picks. Okay. So wait, dude. Have you done confidence picks? No. So you. You pick all your winners, but then you have to assign a point value to them. So okay. if you're most confident in Kansas City, you say, okay, that's my six points, and then five points, and then all the way down to one. 
okay. of the team you're least confident in. Okay. So we can go through the games and I mean you won't copy my pick, so I'll just I'll tell you who I picked and you can tell me off air, you can do it now, up to you. Uh, our first game up Saturday afternoon. It's okay. We still need a producer. We really do. We need a guy behind the class. Anyone out there? You need a job. For a, uh, an unpaid intern, job. Intern job. Can I intern for us? Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> Las, somebody else. Las Vegas at. That's true. We need a third person. Las Vegas at Cincinnati. Don't apply. Don't, we don't want 12 year old boys. Las Vegas at Cincinnati. This is an NBC game, but this is not Alan Chris. This is Mike Tirico and Drew Brees. Ah. So. He has the week off. No, he, the, doing, he, he is doing a game. Ah. Uh, Cincinnati favored by five and a half. These teams did play in November uh, in Las Vegas. Cincinnati won 32-13. Um, both playoff debuts for these quarterbacks. Do you right. think it then comes down to – do you think it's more Burrow has college football playoff experience or that Cincinnati's at home? What is I guess what's both. more the advantage? I, I think both probably helps Cincinnati um it's the last time they did play it was the Joe Mixon game where Jamar Chase I think had three catches for 30 yards and Joe Mixon stepped up uh leading to that big victory I think this game comes down to Cincinnati's passing attack versus Vegas's pass rush because they have Vegas has a duo in Yannick Ngakwe and Max Crosby, while Cincinnati has the, do we, is it a lethal passing attack? I, I feel I like would say so. Yeah, lethal is fair. Yeah, I think this is weirdly going to be a big play type of game. I think. Yeah, well, that's what Cincinnati's game's been, and the Raiders. Yeah, these are these are two gunslinging teams, right? Which I guess our best hope is that it's a decent enough weather game that they can yeah put up numbers. They can do that, yeah. I heard I I have heard this a couple weeks ago, but. Trent Dilfer compared Joe Burrow to Jim Kelly. Wow. Do you like do you like that comparison? Sure. Especially he said that he always stands in and takes the hits, right. even when he doesn't have to. I think that's just also Cincinnati's offensive line still isn't great. Not, yeah, exactly. Um I called I'm gonna call this game the Magic Team versus the Rest Team. Why is that? Well, Vegas, this is I guess oh. Vegas might be the nobody believes in us team. Right. Because it's been it pretty much the flip of their season, I guess, would have been that Dallas game that they probably should have lost in overtime. Right. And now they're just it's it's still shocking to me that they're a playoff team and they're not even the lowest seed in the playoffs. Yeah. Um Cincinnati minus five and a half. Do you like the Bengals with the spread and to win? I do, yes. Um for a couple of reasons. I don't think Waller's back to 100%. If he was, I might lean a little bit towards the Raiders with the points. I They tried to throw to him. It wasn't very effective. The only thing that makes me nervous is the Raiders' defensive four. They were all over um, the Chargers. Uh, sorry, I can't think of the quarterback's name. Herbert. Herbert. He was just – how many times did he get sacked? five times in that game like they were just it was constant barrage like he just 
and they couldn't run the ball because they were just blocking up the middle of the field. So if they can do that, again, Cincinnati's offensive line is weak. I think that, to me, that's going to be in the trenches. It, can the Raiders get to Burrow? Which the last time they played, they had, I think, three sacks in the game. Right. So it's basically going to be, does Joe Burrow have enough time to throw the ball 30 yards down the field to one of his targets? Right. He's a little bit more mobile than Herbert. Yeah. So I think that might help him. That that actually might work. Or, you know, if they do end up doing rollouts or uh, maybe some extra screen passes, that might help the Bengals. But, yeah, I like the Bengals here. You said 32-13. I, I just think it'll be a little bit closer. So I'm going to say it'll be like 28-17 Bengals. Okay. That would be my uh, number five of six. So, wait, sorry. I, I I wrote it down the opposite way. So you're saying five, like second most confident. Yes. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep track of this. Um, I did it opposite but we're all good okay cincinnati is your number two i think i like vegas on the points i like cincinnati to win but i just again it's so hard when you don't have a track record of either of these teams in the playoffs and it's the raiders haven't won a playoff game in like 15 years i think i'm pretty sure wouldn't have been like the super bowl run i think both these teams germany was still (laughs) two different countries well, I mean, I brought up the staff from last time that no one's ever sent a text message that the Bengals want to play off. There game. you go. So and th- did you see the icky shuffle? Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, all right. Keep talking. I'll look it up. Okay. Um, is Wait, does it have to do with this game? Well, like, I just wanted to show you because it's the last time the Bengals were in the playoffs. Wait, what? So, like, is it who who did who does the icky shuffle? Icky Woods. Oh, okay. That makes that makes sense. <laughs> That's the icky shuffle it is it is an interesting choice um i guess i'll react to the icky shuffle and then we'll talk about new england buffalo sure um uh yeah, i don't really have anything else for this game is it like a long video i don't know i haven't seen it wait you haven't seen the icky well, shuffle? i mean i haven't seen it on i've seen it live he didn't see it but live. i haven't seen it on when they're trying to do it on a whatever this is Okay. Oh, it's just like a short little dance. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just like a touchdown. He called it the Icky oh, Shuffle. Oh, okay. I have seen it. You've probably this. seen it. I've seen it, but I didn't know, know it was what it's Icky. Called. There you go. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Icky Shuffle. Icky Woods. And he was a Bengal, I'm assuming? He was yes, wearing a yes, orange yes. jersey. Yes, yes. He was a running back for the Cincinnati Bengals. Because like one of the next videos. text times. One of the videos after that was a different Bengals running back like recently doing that. So yeah, in, just in honor of him. Yep. Yep. Okay, New England-Buffalo, so this is Saturday night. It's a CBS game. It's uh, Ian Eagle and Charles Davis. So, I guess, well, like the B team? Yep. I guess they get sent off to Buffalo. Buffalo favored by four. So, this game is going to be cold. Yep. It's, uh, with the wind chill, it's going to be below zero. Yep. And... Apparently, if it hits the weather they're expecting, it would be the second coldest game at Orchard Park. Right. Oh, is it called Orchard Park again? That's what about that's well, the article I read said Orchard Park. Oh, because I think it's called it something else be. now. Yeah, it was Ralph Wilson Stadium, yeah, and then someone then else changed. bought it. Yeah. Um, Bills favored by four again. 
this is the trilogy game. Do you have a, yeah. do you like by I don't think I asked you, but do you like division games in the playoffs? Yep. Yeah. Like it it's yeah. cool to see teams play for, for sure. a third time. Yeah. It's like a two out of three. This is your rubber match. That's right. Both teams won on the road. Yep. We know the Patriots won the I can't even call it the Damian Harris game. It was just the Mac threw three times game. It was called the it was too windy to play football game. The windy game. Yep. Uh, Bart Scott, who uh, the former Jets linebacker, because apparently Josh Allen has like circulation issues. Not like it's like he's still playing, but apparently like the cold affects him more. So mm. Bart Scott suggested he take Viagra. Okay. Which apparently then I looked it up and apparently it was a circulation. It is for circulation, but we won't. Everyone will like that except his center. <laughs> we We'll dive into the uh, Viagra. This is, there's a lot of kind of theories that we've created. This is the, I don't know if we've ever named this, but this is basically the who gets the lead, they're probably winning the game. Oh, okay. And that's what I, w- I would feel like. If All right. the Patriots get the lead, they're running the ball. If the pa- or if the Bills get the yep. lead, then they're probably still just going to keep throwing anyways. Right. Um, Bills minus four. I guess what? What are you looking for in this game? Um, interesting enough, um, the Bills have been running the football well the last three weeks of the season. So I'm looking, if it's cold, they, if they can run the ball, I think they win this game pretty, I, they'll, they definitely cover the spread. I'm going to say like 24, 19. Actually, didn't, do you remember what your Bengal Raiders score was? Uh, 28-17? Yes. I'll keep, keep track of these two. Um, the only... This is going to be the only thing that scares me. is just picking against Bill Belichick. Okay, he's a coach, right? He doesn't play. and I know, because everyone's been talking about it. Well, it's Bill Belichick. Yes, that's fine. He's the coach. Can he out-coach the Bills? Yeah, but I still think Buffalo's got too much offense and defense. I I just think they're a better team. Again, the Patriots, in my mind, are the Pittsburgh Steelers and New Orleans Saints of this season. Their record is way better than they are. And yeah, actually, because you brought up a good point, if uh, Buffalo takes the lead, I really think New England's in trouble because now you're getting Mac Jones out of his comfort zone and now he's going to have to throw it more than three times. And we all know what happens when he throws it more than three times. And without a lead. Exactly. It is it is troublesome, but then it's also like we're talking about this and then if the Patriots are up 10 early, not saying Buffalo can't come back, but then you're in the, okay, so they're just going to try to control the ball now. And I think we also should go back Bill Belichick's last playoff game, not a not a great one. Right, that was Tom Brady's last game as a Patriot. Yeah, and Tennessee kind of walked all over them. So maybe I am overrating it a bit. I I think the best part of this game, and I don't know if it was as prevalent last year. I guess last year in the playoffs, the Bills would have had less fans. Yeah, because they beat the Colts and the Ravens. I feel I just have this very weird feeling obviously the bill stadium is loud but i feel like mac jones playing in the cold is probably going to be my biggest because i mean he's going to have to do it for the next few years but this is still year one and this is 
a Patriots team that has accomplished a lot more than we thought they could. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not taking anything away. I still think they're pretenders, but yeah, if you would have told me that they were in the playoffs, just that, I would have went, wow, that was a tremendous season that they had. Would you have thought Cam Newton led them to the playoffs? I, that's for sure. <laughs> that's what I would have thought it was, for sure. I'm I'm going to stick with you, and I'm going to take the Bills, and I'll take the Bills with the points. I just I can't put my faith in Mac Jones, and I think Josh Allen is ready for his next step in terms of a playoff quarterback. Right. Remember, they went to the conference championship last year. I'm not saying they're going to be a Super Bowl team, but I just think they're the better than the Patriots. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. Like, <laughs> Bill, like, like I said, Bill Belichick, yes, great coach, but he doesn't play. And it's just, I, I get it. I know where you're going with that. And that's what a lot of people are saying. I just think the Bills are a better team because they can run the football. And again, not just with the running backs. We all know Josh Allen can run the ball too. And if it's cold, you can still throw. As long as it's not windy, yeah, you can still throw the ball. And I, I really think that's going to help uh, Buffalo. And that's my number six or my number one in terms of my most confident. Okay, Buffalo... Um, I guess I could tell you mine, too. So I have Cincinnati at the four. Yeah, I, sh- I should have done this the other way. I guess that's the one, two, three. As my fourth most confident. Yeah, I'm just going to say it that way. Fourth most confident. So I, I would assign it uh, three points. Two. No, I don't know. I'm bad at math. Uh Sunday's triple header starts with Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. Funny enough, they are expecting this game to have worse conditions comparatively than in Buffalo. Wow. This is apparently in Tampa Bay. It is going to be rainy. It is going to be windy. And the Bucks are favored by eight points, which this, this is going to be not a stretch, but this is going to take a second to explain. Does this not feel like a playoff game we saw last year also involving the Tampa Bay Bucks right. as a big favorite. Right. Last year they were on the road in Washington. Yeah. And Washington kept it close. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to show my hand too early, but eight points to me is too much. I think the Eagles can keep this close. Yeah. Th- this one, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of on the fence because here's what you have. Here's your dilemma if you're Philadelphia. You have a great running attack. The Bucks have a pretty good running defense, but they have a terrible secondary because everybody's hurt. So does Jalen Hurts throw the ball against the hurt secondary, or do they stick to their guns and run because they know they're the number one running team in the NFL? I mean, to me, it's it's more of like what what weapons do they have, which I think they need to acknowledge. Like they need to do that in the offseason they have dallas goddard they have uh devonta smith yeah rager is whatever like it's those two if 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 jalen hurts is passing the ball it's dallas goddard or it's devonta smith right and as much as i like i like the eagles to cover this game because i think they are just gonna hold to hold on to the ball and i think they're gonna commit to the run game mostly because uh levante david even if he plays he's playing hurt uh, it doesn't feel like not only their secondary it feels like most of their team isn't healthy 
Right. I wonder if the Eagles would be happy if they would have had a tight end named Hertz in their lineup. <laughs> I mean, he he would make that difference. Yeah. It's just it's another pass catcher that you can rely on because yeah. Jalen Rager is going to be out there, but it's not like you're relying on him to be the biggest part of your offense. Right. Um, this is this is a Fox game. This is the Buck and Aikman game. Which right did they did they draw the shortest straw? I feel like this is. I guess maybe because they thought Tampa Bay would be nice this time of year, but I f- I feel like maybe it is just on paper that it's the worst game. I mean, I mean, we both think Philly's going to keep it close. Yeah, well, it's Tom Brady though. Yeah, that's right. that's, that's ultimately where you have to turn back to. Also, with picking this game, as much as I love the Eagles and I will outwardly be cheering for the Eagles in this game, I still think Tampa Bay wins. I do. I agree. It, it's fun, and it's going to be a fun. When we can listen back to this and Philly loses by six or five or whatever. Right. And we could say, well, yeah, we, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Because Brady's good and he can win these games, but you're also missing Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin. And they're going to have the Scotty Millers and Tyler Johnsons catching balls, but it just doesn't feel like a runaway Super Bowl team. No, especially with your, if you're talking about lots of rain and wind. Yeah, this will be this will be the equalizer. It's the Eagles. This is the best case scenario for the Eagles, especially. Yeah. It's the same for the Patriots. Of okay, well, no one's picking us to win this game. This is the second highest spread of the weekend. No one thinks we're gonna win. Let's just go run the ball. Right. Uh, uh so so you're with me. Tampa Bay wins, but Philly covers. Yeah. Do you got a score? Um. Jeez, I'm gonna say like seventeen thirteen. I like that. I don't. I don't think this is a big offensive output, especially for the yeah. early Sunday game. Right. I don't. That does nothing to do with it. Um. Sunday afternoon, we have. See, this is a good. This is also a good exercise. Is San Francisco Dallas the best game of this weekend? At least on paper. Yes. It is. And. It does get the best commentators. This is Jim Nance and Tony Romo. I'm I can't oh, wait. Jim's the, back. He is back out of COVID protocols. Nice. Uh, Dallas favored by three. At home, I think everybody in the world is picking the 49ers. And I'm on that bandwagon. Um, this is my number six pick or number one pick, depending on which way we're going. So number six meaning you're least confident. Correct. I'm um, on the same page with you. This is a 24-23 game. Is that I, an I, official prediction? Yeah, I don't even know which way. <laughs> Just it's going to be uh, yeah down to the wire. And it's funny um, because, again, the last time, well, I guess these teams have probably played since. I thought it was 1980 that Joe Montana to Clark pass. It was actually 1982, and I saw the highlight. I think it was yesterday because it was – whatever it was, 30 years ago yesterday when he threw that pass. How quickly into the game do they show that highlight? Or how quickly into the broadcast do they show that oh, highlight? Oh, yeah, that'll be that'll be in there. Like, I'm going to say, sure. like, under five minutes. For sure. Maybe under two yeah. minutes. Yeah, for sure. Um, does it make you feel better that this is an Anson Romo game? I don't know, I, I don't know if it does help you as a fan, but... Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. Like, Tony's not a homer at all, so... I don't know. I I just I'm glad they're doing that game because they're my favorite announcers. So, uh, so the Niners, the motion offense. Do you think 
uh, the motion offense and the rushing attack. Do you think it's it's too much for the Dallas defense? Is that why you're not? Yeah, yeah because Dallas, their premium is stopping the pass. And if Jimmy G, who is a manager of a quarterback, he's not going to be throwing it probably more than 22 times on Sunday. This is also this and this is the part that scares me is also when everybody's picking the 49ers. I, I picked the 49ers to win. Right. But, but when Nick Bosa is saying this offensive line, you can beat these guys. These guys are beatable. Right. That is the part that That's scares me. That's chalkboard material That's, right, for Dallas. They're going to have that above every offensive lineman's right. locker of like, this guy thinks he can beat you. Right. I'm worried that Dallas just somehow plays like smash mouth football, although they are, they're probably finished with the best offense in football. Yeah. And I, I, I guess that is what scares me is that they have blue chippers. They have weapons, not just offensively, but defensively. If you're throwing up a 50-50 ball to Trevon Diggs, right. he's probably coming down with it. Yeah. If you're hoping Debo Samuel runs past him, he probably will. Right. This is this is the this has to be the best game of the week. And I'm this is the game I'm most excited for. Right. And yeah, I guess if you're taking the Niners, obviously taking them plus three. Yes. Um, I guess it's also just, yeah, a classic matchup. Like, I, I hope we don't just see the catch. I hope we see other highlights from Dallas 49er games. Right. Because yeah, they must have they... played a lot in the 90s, too. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Move over to Steve Young. That's right. Uh, Sunday night. This is where we get our biggest spread. Pittsburgh at Kansas City. This is the NBC game. This is Al Michaels and Chris Collingsworth. Couldn't quite get him to Los Angeles. I'm surprised. Right. Arizona, LA wasn't Sunday night, but Chris is Chris is going to the Midwest. He's going to Kansas City. Chiefs minus twelve and a half. This feels like the slam dunk pick of the weekend. Yeah. Twenty seven ten. Twenty seven ten. Um What's the I d I I don't even want to know, but I'll ask anyway. What's the weather like? supposed to be like I'm, I'm assuming it'll be similar to cincinnati i have no idea i didn't look that up but it, it's definitely there wasn't when i was reading about the game there wasn't anything out of the ordinary right. happening so this will be i mean we did see this game a few weeks ago right and it was like 24 nothing or something like that in the first yeah. half yeah it's it's kind of sad that this is big ben's last game wouldn't have been better. Like, I'm not even just saying this as a football fan, but, like, if you're Ben Roethlisberger, you're not thinking about, oh, man, if the Chargers and Raiders tied, my last game in the NFL would have been a win. That's right. Instead of yep. having to go to Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, no Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in this game. That is part mm. of what raises raises a red flag for Yeah, me. a little bit for sure, yeah. Yeah, no, the running attack definitely won't be as good for the Chiefs. Uh, Najee Harris also questionable for the Steelers. Yeah, he didn't play much in the um, the Ravens the Ravens game. Like he he did play, end up playing, but he didn't play the first half. He had a, like something wrong with his hand or something. I thought he would have been in there. It's do or die. Yeah, right. He, I'm, they I'm ended surprised. up putting like a sleeve on his arm, okay. which looked like something. It it didn't look like a regular sleeve. It looked right. like it had something a little extra in it. Definitely something to worry about because. Again, if you're trying to figure out that formula for how Pittsburgh wins, it's yeah. it's a Najee Harris game. It's a he yeah. breaks off two, three runs for yeah. he runs 20, for 30 plus. 67 yards and <laughs> yeah. Or an immaculate catch or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, this this will be in my mind if Pittsburgh wins this, it's 
that's the biggest upset. I can't remember the last time. Like, yeah, I can't even think about it the last time somebody would beat someone by that big of a spread in the playoffs. I was going to say, I mean, like last week when Jacksonville no, beat playoff. Indy. Yeah, that's true. Um, this is this is another one we talk about. This is the over-under winner. If this game goes over, Kansas City wins. If this game goes under, I think you have to be worried that Pittsburgh wins this game. Right. But also, do as much as we love TJ Watt and he should have the sack record, which – he, the Steelers got denied trying to steal, or not trying to steal, trying to switch that stat. Right. It's just, it's not enough for the, especially no. the Chiefs in playoff time just feel like a, a switch is flipped. Right. Their their offense does go to another level. Um, we'll circle back before Arizona, L.A. Um, I we didn't do. Philly, Tampa Bay, where you have them in your confidence? Uh, like right in the middle, like a three. Okay. So you have Buffalo one, Cincinnati two, Tampa Bay three. Right. I like to if I could move everything down one because I forgot about Kansas, Kansas City, City, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I can do that. Kansas City is definitely my number one. So Tampa Bay four. Yeah. Cincinnati three. Right. And then Buffalo 2, Kansas right. City 1. San Fran would be 5. San Fran 5 or 6? Because oh, you still have, have six? Okay, you yeah, still six. Arizona and the Rams. Right. Ooh. Again. Yeah, either or. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, I hope I can read. Yeah, I can read that. Um, Monday night, our last game is our farewell to ESPN this year. This is their, their last game. Right. Usually, I forgot about it. They usually get the first game of the weekend. Yeah, they usually that, get the, the Saturday afternoon game. Yep. Now they get Monday night. I guess that is, it's a way to keep people engaged. I I am excited yeah. about this game, but I think it's just because both these teams are a mess. Yeah, they're both the same team. Like, do you have a coin? Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I'll flip it and then I'll let you know who's can, who I'm picking. Because I don't know. Okay. I okay. still don't know. I will. You'll have to try and convince me of one. You could probably convince me of one team or the other because I don't really know. Um. The Rams are minus four. I'm, surpri- I'm surprised this isn't a pick 'em. <laughs> so I, I think we could both say we're leaning the same way. I, I'll take Arizona with the points because I don't trust either of these teams. It, so here, here's my leaning. You're right. Points, I'll go. And we also know Arizona's better on the road. They are a good road team. So I will take Arizona just based on those two points alone. But I don't think I t- – well, I'll probably have to – bet this game because now we're down to only six games <laughs> so wait do you trust san francisco to beat dallas more or yeah. arizona to beat the rams more uh yeah i would definitely say san fran okay yeah um i'm also gonna say this is this is the only game we're picking differently because mm. i have the rams okay i'm just this is where i'm gonna throw my hands up and say give me arizona with the points and i'll just take the home team all right. First first home playoff game, I feel. Do they make? For they, the Rams? For the Rams, yeah, in the new stadium. Yes. Uh, it, when you said the road, Arizona on the road, that did really scare me because right. that has been their bread and butter all year. It has. Um, you even said, maybe they're losing games on purpose so they can play on the road. Yeah, especially because, again, this is another divisional matchup, so this is the trilogy. and Just a rubber match? Yeah, did Ares? I'm trying to think. Arizona might have won both the games. I'm gonna look it up because I'm not sure. But um, 
Kyler versus Stafford is a hilarious matchup because if you just said it, you'd be like, well, why are you comparing those two? Kyler's right. definitely better. Are we sure he's that much better? Are we sure Stafford doesn't just have Cooper Cup and Kyler doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins, who apparently isn't available for this game? Yeah, I I really am like, oh boy. This, I, I can't remember the last time where I really wasn't sold on one team or another. And this is the, again, I guess it's first time ever having a Monday night game in an a, a, uh, divisional wildcard game. That's what you get. Uh, so the Ram, uh, Arizona beat the Rams in L.A. week four, and then L.A. beat Arizona in Arizona. Arizona. That makes sense. That does that does feed your case. That that does make me a little concerned. Uh, this is this is going to be my favorite part because you've agonized over this game. What is your score prediction for this game? Ooh, uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say. Arizona wins 34-31. I like it. High scoring Monday night game. Getting down hard. Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, Lewis Riddick. I'm going to also throw it out there because this is still going to be a Manning cast on ESPN. Or oh, they're still he's still doing uh, – yeah. I guess this will be his last one as well, right? Right, yeah. I like them. I just I just can't watch two football games of the same game. Yeah. This is this is I like really like the Monday Night guys. A shout out to those guys. I think they do a really good job. Especially because usually you say three man booths are too much, mm-hmm. but they really balance each other out. Like Lewis Riddick and Brian Greasy are both really good because no one's stepping on each other's feet. No, I agree. I I really think because I know there's a I we brought it up a few weeks ago that there was a rumor Al Michaels was going to do Thursday Night Football. Uh-huh. I really hope Amazon. Because I'm pretty sure they're taking over Thursday Night Football. Permanently. I, Why wouldn't you get the Mannings to do Thursday Night Football? For sure. More people will watch. I will, younger, mo- people I will watch, will watch more it. Thursday games. Right. Or maybe watch them a little closer. Yep. If it's the Mannings. That... I watch it anyway. So. <laughs> Wait, do you watch the Mannings over? I did earlier. In, I actually was watching the show twice. <laughs> That's but then it was too much. But then the Mannings took a break, so it wasn't too bad for like I don't know why they took five weeks off or something. Oh, they, and then they just got back at it. Bye. I guess because they they probably didn't know if it was going to be good or not. That's true. Yeah, they probably had a three week or four week. Let's see how things go. And then they realize it's probably like the third best broadcast team, the Mannings. Yeah, behind. Alan and Chris and plus when they get special guests and stuff too. Yeah, besides the the Manning curse, that was also hilarious that they just kept bringing people on and then they would lose the next week and then there was the story that uh the Patriots didn't let Mac Jones on on it because they were worried about that curse. There's no way Bill Belichick pays attention to stuff like that. No. But it's still just a fun theory out there. Um Okay, so yeah, just to recap, our number one game is the same. I think that's the only only similarity we have so we both have kansas city at one you have buffalo at two i put tampa bay uh i have buffalo at three you have cincinnati so we basically just kind of flipped those middle three buffalo cincinnati tampa bay are your two three four in my order it's tampa bay buffalo cincinnati right and our last game is opposites yeah and we both have san francisco and then and then we have rams Rams Cardinals split. That's fun. I I like picking having different. It's also because now that I'm looking at it, I also okay wait I I I was looking at it too closely. I had 
Vegas for the last like two hours, and I was like, "What am I thinking about?" I I trust the Bengals. I like the Bengals. So I then I was like, "Okay, but I need an upset. I can't just take every favorite." So then I landed on San Francisco, which weirdly enough, they might become the favorite by yeah. by Sunday. It's just hard because Dallas is America's team, so they'll always be money always there. Be, yeah. Um, I guess yeah, and then on because we'll have to go, we'll do another Tuesday episode. We'll keep track for the whole playoffs of who's who's winning these. Um, we'll go to the NHL where they announced the all-star rosters. And the first thing I want to say is Nathan McKinnon put it perfectly. Because when I read you these rosters, there's going to be names missing. And McKinnon was talking about how Nazem Kadri got snubbed. And he said, this is an all-star game, not a participation game. Because... The NHL says that every team has to have one representative. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe that. It's. I believe it's dumb. in it. Like, yeah, they've only done that. I don't know, maybe fifteen years. Like before that, it was just the best players. That's it. You know like, who we don't need to see in the All Star Game? Ottawa Senators, Montreal Canadiens, and right Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, they don't deserve it. Apparently, sure. I think Montreal Arizona are playing soon, so that'll be oh boy, that'll be great. Battle for last again. Um, we'll start in the Atlantic. No surprise, Austin Matthews. Uh, because everybody has to have a participant, Drake Batherson from the Senators, Dylan Larkin from the Red Wings, Jonathan Huberdeau from the Panthers, Patrice Bergeron is the Bruins' representative. That's basically how you have to say it, is they're a team's representative because it's not right. an all-star team. No. Uh, Nick Suzuki. Um, a lot of there's a couple of these teams that only have one defenseman, which is hilarious. Uh, the Atlantic doesn't. They have Rasmus Dahlin because again, everybody has to have someone. Right. And Victor Hedman's the other defenseman. Uh, two goalies: Jack Campbell, Andre Vasilevsky. Fair. Yeah. No. The only surprise is just I love Drake Batherson. I like Nick Suzuki. I like Rasmus Dahlin. Yeah. They're just not all stars. No, they're For just sure. the best player on their bad team. Yeah. Uh, Central, which is again why McKinnon said this. This is also this is really outrageous. So it's McKinnon, Alex DeBrincat, which okay, sure you can again mm-hmm. good guy on a bad team. Yeah. Um, Clayton Keller. Well, again, how many times have I said is he still play for Arizona? <laughs> uh, Joe Pavelski. Okay, Captain America. Um, Kirill Kaprizov. Again, yeah. no no surprise there. Kyle Connor. Yeah. Been the best guy in the Jets this year. For sure. Jordan Cairo. Okay. Uh, and then this is one of the teams that have one defenseman, Kyle McCarr. Right. Like, Kadri not on this team. No, uh, I was about to say Kadri again. No Rantanen. It's just, I don't need to see an all-star game where everybody's included. I don't need to bring Kat and Keller and Pavelski at this game. Right. I would rather see Landis Cog, Rantanen, I don't know, some other somebody else from the Blues because they were at least good. And, sorry, in that Cam Talbot and UC Saros. So no uh, no Jordan Bennington. No. Do you think maybe he, him and Brad Marchand? Also, yeah, Marchand isn't on that Atlantic team. Right. Did they, like, goon their way out of missing the All-Star game? Probably, yeah. I'm also interested to know who is going to skip the All-Star game this year. Because it's always someone. That's right. Which includes... Still a one-game suspension? Yeah. Metropolitan. We have Alexander Ovechkin. 
He's not going to this. Right. He never goes to the All-Star game. He'll take his suspension. Yeah. Um, and then someone else will get a spot, which is which is always good. Uh, again, every team needs a representative. So we got Philadelphia Flyer. Who would you who would you pick out of the Flyers? Oh, it'll be Claude Giroux. It is exactly Claude Giroux. Uh, Chris Kreider from the Rangers. Sebastian Ajo. Jack Hughes from the Devils. The New York Islanders get to send Adam Pellick. Uh, another Adam, Adam Fox. And then in net, Tristan Jari and Freddie Anderson. Goaltenders, no problem with that. That's that's fine. <laughs> like Adam Pellick. Adam Pellick is going to be at this all. Oh, sorry. And uh, Zach Rowensky. So some teams only have one defenseman. The Metropolitan has three. Oh, so they're going to play defensively. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna hold down the fort. I also love the format of the All Star Game now, where it's the three on three tournament. Like that's just fun. Oh, it's you're they're playing three on three hockey anyway when it's five on five. So you might as well make it as it's just feels like an overtime game. It's it, you get to see the guys' skill. Everyone's getting breakaways. No one's playing defense. No. Like it's the All Star Game. It's fun and I, I'm glad they switched to this format because I remember yeah. the last year before they did. It was in Columbus, and the All-Star game finished like 18 to 17 or something yeah. stupid like that. Yeah. At least these games, they're probably going to like get close to double digits in games, but maybe some guys are going to hunker down. Some guys are going to try to win these games, but also probably not because it's the All-Star game, and everyone's just there to have fun. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. The participation thing kind of makes more sense when they, when they say that. Um, lastly, the Pacific... Uh, Connor McDavid, Adrian Kempe, Johnny Goudreau, Jordan Eberle, Leon Dreisaitl, uh, Mark Stone, Timo Meyer, Alex Petrangelo, John Gibson, and Thatcher Demko. I think that's the team I could get most on board with of just, okay, I know Kempe, eh, okay, I know Eberle is someone... Someone has to make it. Yeah. Other than that, I think I think that team's fine. I think there's only those two guys that shouldn't really be there. When other teams, there's like, as good as Giroux is, he's not an all-star. No, he's just the best player on a bad team. <laughs> Which, yeah, that's that's really bad. Um, do you watch Do you watch the All-Star game? Sometimes, I, I yeah yeah I usually do. I think it's also the week. I like the way it is now, the format. Yeah. I think it's also the weekend between the Super Bowl. Right. So that sets yeah. it up and well. And I usually like the skills. I find some of it gets a little gimmicky, but some of it's kind of neat to see. I like when they do like the shootout, the shootout thing, because guys will try creative things, right. but then the goalie's actually trying to make saves. Right. And not just like moving out of the way. So yeah, yeah. Ovechkin this... can use two sticks. Yeah. Everyone thinks that's such a cool moment. I, I... Yeah, it's again ah, he shot me. left-handed yeah that's so cool um to the rest of the nhl did you see the chicago montreal no uh so they well uh, yeah i don't blame you for not watching <laughs> yeah. that in overtime i can't remember who it was now but someone on the blackhawks crashed the net and the puck went across the line if you watch the video right the puck crosses the line after the net comes off Okay. So they actually end up reviewing this twice. Okay. And the goal ends up counting and Chicago wins the game. So they review it the first time for for what? Montreal reviewed it to say that the net was off. 
I don't know how it worked. All oh. I know is that they reviewed it twice. Okay. And it ended up sh- it counted in Chicago one, which to me, if you just see the video, the net comes off and then the puck goes in, which to me is just no goal. Yeah, was like the net still kind of on the those posts those yeah because they they still consider that on even if they're up high i will try to right if the i I think the the way they review that is if the puck was going to go in the net anyway and the net has nothing to do with it then they call it a goal oh okay um i'm glad i looked this up they actually reviewed it for offside oh (laughs) jeez which which it was like i'll here's here is the picture. That's offside. Right. Which that didn't matter. No. Nope. Right. And then we have. Uh, you don't really need to hear the sound, but so Kane goes offside. Right. And they still end up scoring. Playing and then. So the puck's gonna swing up. Also, this is just a terrible game. Like I know it's Montreal, Chicago. It's original six, but so Kane goes offside and then it's Philip Kurashev. He cr- he crashes the net, and. Oh, that's see, it's the Montreal guy, so that's why they probably still call it a goal. Wow, it's just funny when the because I don't know who's coming up on the play. Oh, Kershaw, Kershaw was the one that was offside, but yeah, the Montreal guy does kind of jump on his back. Yeah, but it it is funny that they reviewed it twice, and that's where you need uh, some. Um, you need the ref. Uh, what's his face? Macaulay? Yeah, you need him doing that. Okay, we double reviewed this. The first call, he was offside, but on the second one, we're calling it a goal because it was the defensive player that knocked the net off. Good goal. <laughs> Love him. Uh, that, I mean, you probably need him for a game like that because, yeah. Like, I like bet even does. Montreal fans just kind of throw their hands up and go, ah, hey, whatever, we lost. It's what we've been doing all year. Seven yeah. seven wins. Yeah, all that's year. that's disappointing. Who would have thought eh, they would fall? I know they had a lucky season last year. We knew they weren't as good, but they're just bad. I didn't think they were as bad <laughs> as they are either. Yeah, uh, Tuka Rask made his triumphant return to Boston. The only thing I didn't realize is everybody wanted Tuka Rask back, but also now everyone's sad because apparently after every game, Lena Selmark and Jeremy Swayman, the two goalies, would hug. And right. now Swayman's in the minors, so now they oh don't boy. hug anymore. Wow. I know that the, like, then I saw a video of, like, a compilation of them, like, hugging after every game. And I'm like, oh, that's actually, like, really sad. <laughs> like, now that he's just gone. And then there was a video of Allmark hugging himself. Right. Again, huh. throw it out there. Edmonton Oilers, you need a goalie. Yeah. It's one sitting on a silver platter. He's probably better than injured again Mike Smith and uh, makes like five million a year Miko Koskinen yeah that's a bad situation <laughs> I should have put that under my bad it's just Edmonton Edmonton goaltending yeah. or or Edmonton just Edmonton Edmonton it's minus 50 and <laughs> your team is as cold as the temperature outside um the the return was against the Flyers did you did you happen to watch that game? I did it's the Flyers are bad oh it's they play Boston on the back, their second half, they just beat Montreal in Boston, which is fine. But again, you're playing a team that's just played a game. You should be able to beat them. Yeah, especially when Pasternak gets a hat trick. Yeah, so, yeah, it was just again. Go. Boston had a five on three. They score score on it. The Flyers have a five on three. They don't score on it. It's just they're just not fun to watch. They're not in the games. 
it's just I'm not like I'm zipping through games like it takes me 10 minutes to watch a hour hockey game right now for the Flyers it just it's not interesting I'm already thinking okay who's done right uh, Giroux's contract is over and so is uh I don't know there's a, quite a few guys you're just ready We're to be a seller it. yeah just let's let's go out and get the Calgary Flames left winger oh I thought I was going to be like tear it down and rebuild. Oh, no, you're no. ready to go sign Johnny Goudreau. Yeah, let's let's go and re yeah retool retool. So then top line Couturier, Goudreau, Konechny. Yeah, yeah. Not, not not a bad deal. Let's let's talk about other teams. Let's make fun of other teams. I'll make you make you feel better. Uh, how do you feel about Evander Kane ending up in Edmonton? If they're that desperate, then they might as well do it. And at the same time, why don't they go and sign Antonio Brown? He's looking for a team. <laughs> Go to play in Edmonton. You you have nippleitis there with your shirt off. <laughs> That's kind of I can't wait for when they make the Antonio Brown thirty for thirty. I hope he signs on and just like talks about everything he went through. I forgot about the nipple thing or like when he froze his feet. And, like he's had so much that have gone on. Yeah. Uh, um. Uh. His Kane's agent Dan Milstein got faked out by a fake Twitter account that tweeted. Oh yeah, Vander's in Edmonton. He signed one year, one point five million, and didn't realize it was a fake account. And he's like, uh, "We're actually still negotiating, and we're still visiting with other teams." I love, I love Twitter for stuff like that. Did they also have Vander Kane's uh, fake uh, <laughs> immunization status? Uh, see, that's uh, and then when people were talking about the contenders, it was Edmonton, which sure that makes sense. Then it was like Tampa, Florida, Carolina. I'm like, yeah, no, they. Not that they could use him, but that makes sense if he wanted to go there. Yeah, for and sure then if he wants to put a ring on his finger <laughs> and then have to sell it <laughs> to pay for his debts. <laughs> That's, uh, also, apparently Vancouver, zero interest, which has always been the team they said he would go to. No. They don't want him. I watched, I, uh, I think it was New Year's, well, technically, I guess New Year's Day. It was after New Year's that they had the 2009 World Junior the Tavares game against the U.S. Right. And Evander Kane was on that team as like a 17-year-old. Really? Yeah. And he, I remember he got added on late because someone else got hurt oh, in the okay. pre-tournament. And I was like, oh, my God, there's Evander Kane. And he's just like, he's just on the fourth line. He's just living life. Yeah. And now this is where we are with Evander Kane. I mean, Connor McDavid says he's a great player, mm-hmm. probably because he said it's better than any of the other bums that are on the on the wings here. It's right now, exactly. Um, I knew you would. I knew you would love this. I know you like to, not necessarily gloat to Leaf fans, but right. you just like to point a finger and laugh. Yeah. And when you go to Arizona and it's Austin Matthews homecoming, and that's all right. we can talk about. Yeah. And you then know he's gonna have a good game. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't even remember his first name. Vimelka. Vimelka. I'm pretty sure is his name. The goalie for the Coyotes. No idea. I uh, don't know anyone on that <laughs> team other than the ex Leaf. And Keller. And Keller. Because you don't know where he is, even though he's... Oh, actually, I know one other guy. Which is a big rumor. Uh, Chikrin? Lawson Krauss. The oh. Flyers, I've seen, are interested. He's. I always wanted him, remember? Yeah, you did. I, I think he would fit in well there in the bottom six. Uh, next year. <laughs> I'm already talking next year. <laughs> that was a trap game. But again, it yeah, should a never... Yeah, back-to-back. Yeah, it... Like, yeah, exactly, right? Back-to-back. Back. So, yes, the other team's going to be beatable. But it, we're talking about the Yotes. 
they're terrible. They, the Leafs are too good, even on a back-to-back, to lose to the Coyotes. And they outshot them like 46-18 or something ridiculous. Yeah, 45, 45 saves. Carol Vamelka is his name. Yeah, the, also, um, who was the... Uh, Ryan Zingle, who hasn't played in like a while, uh, scored both the goals for the Coyotes. Yeah, and did you, one of them was fluke off the back of the glass. Morazic didn't know where the puck was. It, it he got it. He hit it off his shaft and like. I I, I want to give the Coyotes credit, and I want to beat down in the least, but it's it's one it's fluke. Yeah, it's a one off game, especially if Matthew scored. Like that was that would be a good game to bet on though. You're probably making some good money there if you take the Coyotes yeah. on that one. Um, I'm also gonna. We're gonna play a very quick game of. Do you want to guess the score of the Arizona Colorado game? Right now. Yeah. Seven one, Avalanche. <laughs> That's what make this made this game really fun. Uh, towards the end of the second period, it is two two. Oh wow! Well, was, Coyotes are having their hot streak <laughs> in the season. They're gonna win their way out of the number one pick. I'd lo- I'd love to see Chikrin in a Flyers uniform too, but he's got too many years left on his contract, and it. From the sounds of it, Coyotes are asking for way too much. Yeah, he'll he'll end. I've, L.A. I thought was the weird team that he just might end up in L.A. because mm. yeah. they, they might not if they can unload. Oh, Coyotes! Hey, hey, what they'll be looking at L.A. What high contract would you like to take over? Hold on, we got the L.T.R. guys too. If you want to take one of these guys that'll never play for your team, but you got to pay their contract, they'll. Be, the Coyotes will be saliving all over the place. They'll be like, just, what guy do we want? That's our favorite player to take. We get to pay him and he doesn't, doesn't even have play. to play. God, I just never want to be an Arizona Coyotes fan. Move to Quebec already. Like, it, things are getting so hot. Like, Bettman had to have an uh, announcement, eh? Like, no, no We Quebec. are not going to Quebec. He not, like, he must be getting, like, emails in French now. Like, <laughs> It's going to be, I mean, as much as we want it to be Quebec, it's going to be Houston. That's of course. Oh, it'll be another American team. For sure. It, it, yeah. We're, I, I feel like Houston's always the, always been the next one yeah. after Seattle. Yeah. I don't really think there's anywhere else that makes Cause, sense. Because there's an owner that wants a team, right? Yeah. That's the big thing. That usually sparks it. And then if you have that, do you have the rink? Do you have a stadium? And they probably, and I was going to say that they actually have somewhere to play. Yeah. So, I guess that makes a difference. Yes. <laughs> uh, just has somewhere to play. They don't have a billionaire that lives in. Well, they will soon because they'll have to. All the unvaccinated people in Quebec will have to pay. That could pay for the Nordiques to come back. <laughs> unvaccinated. <laughs> They're unvaccinated. That's good. Yeah. You could. All the unvaccinated people, they can all be part owners of the Pitch Quebec. in. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get vaccinated. It cost me 3000 bucks, <laughs> but we got the Nordiques back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Malkin made his return, which I didn't even know was happening. They just keep winning. They were winning. Why bring him back? They're winning without him. Just sit on the bench for the year. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Unbelievable. Pittsburgh really might be a playoff team. I at this point, yeah. Like it, I, it's gonna suck, but like it's probably gonna be Pittsburgh, Detroit for that last wild card spot in the yep, East. Yep. Because at this point, there's nobody. And like I said, the only other team there that I, I would be worried about are the New York Islanders. I still think they're better than. Yeah. Right. And they're starting to win. Right. If they, they, are starting if to they pull, pull it, it together. Yeah. 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 Which they're starting to now a little bit. So. Like it's 
like in it's kind of funny that it's like okay so it's florida tampa toronto they'll finish one two three whatever order right. it doesn't really matter boston's there Boston, too yeah and There's then four and then you got coyotes all right sorry coyotes I carolina got coyotes. carolina carolina washington the yeah. rangers right like and you got one spot left of, right pittsburgh it's Pittsburgh, Detroit, and the Islanders. Yeah. Feels like those are the only three teams. Yeah. Philly's it's out of it. Columbus. Be, yeah, all those teams are are like it's their second and third tiers. Like Montreal, Ottawa is the third tier with the Coyotes. I said, I mean Buffalo? Well, I just mean teams in the NHL oh, in general. Okay. Yeah, and Buffalo, yes. Those four teams are the dilapidated teams of the season. You weren't impressed with the Jeff Skinner two goal game in Nashville? No. Beat the beat the Predators again. Yes, they finally won a game. <laughs> uh, did you see Bobby Clark no. criticize Ron Hextall? No, I did not uh, see this at all. Oh, I, I didn't know, but Bobby Clark has. I haven't heard a, a peep from him because the team's been so bad. I was gonna say, doesn't he still work for the team? He, he's as far as I know, he's still the president. Huh. Um, so yeah, he was on a podcast. I don't know what podcast it was, so not much I'm research. He knows what that is, and he was probably just like. It's like a radio show. You're just you're doing radio. And he's probably like, ah, fine. No one, no one's gonna hear this. But he criticized former GM Ron Hextall for his 2017 draft. For those who don't remember, the Flyers selected Nolan Patrick number two overall when Ron or uh, when Bobby Clark said they should have picked Kale McCarr. Oh, I mean, this this is what bothered me about it was Kale McCarr wasn't even the next pick. Is Miro Heiskanen, right? And you're just you're throwing rocks at a glass house, like, like you could just say that now. And his quote was something like, "Oh, everybody, we all didn't want Patrick. We all wanted Makar." And it's like, okay, well, I know Hextall's the GM, and he's probably not the easiest person to work with. Right? Do you not think he would have listened to you if everybody was on the same page that you should have picked Kel Makar? Yeah, I know. It's no, nobody does. Again, I, I don't think Bobby Clark knew anybody was going to hear what he said. So he's just like, yeah, right. I'm just going to say this, whatever. Right. Are you doing Bobby Clark research? Yeah, I was just looking to see. I like what he's doing. Yeah. On his Wikipedia, but it's so much stuff here. I just <laughs> I just thought it would say he's the president. or Sounds He might like be simple. just like an ambassador or something now. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like he's, he's getting up there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I'll go from your front office turmoil to my fun front office. Nicholas Lidstrom hired as the vice president of hockey operations. Oh, there you go. Um, I don't know why. I love that. It doesn't really mean much. He's still living in Sweden, so he'll Let's just stay there. Do do work from there. Eiserman said he wants him a part of every part of the every decision the Red Wings are making, which I think is great. The infrastructure of the Red Wings is amazing because Steve Eiserman is now just built of like, hey, did you play for the Red Wings? Come work for the Red Wings. Like. <laughs> Cronwell still works for them. Dan right. Cleary. Like, they just have... Weirdly enough, Sean Horkoff works for the Red Wings now. Really? I was looking up there because I just wanted to know who was in. Um, their assistant GM is... I think he was a former Red Wing. He played for Hartford. I can't remember his name. Pat Verbeek. Yeah. He, he's the assistant GM. They just have built this team that's just all former Red Wings. And I love it. This is This is great for me. I get to relive all the great Nicholas Lidstrom memories now. I got to stroll down memory lane of his 20-year career, which that feels simultaneously long and short for how long you played and how he was the perfect human. Right. Great nickname also. Perfect human. High expectations, though. 
Uh, do you have any anything else from the NHL before we move on? No. Uh, NBA, Phoenix, Toronto, in front of a packed Scotiabank Arena of, of the Raptor. He was the fan. Um, a really good game. And it was the type – watching this one just made me think, this is the type of game the Raptors win when you have this – fire firepower team yeah that you hold to under 100 points right and you still lose which at this point again this is not the run the raptors have been on there was a loss in there somewhere oh for sure to me it was a good measuring stick um the toronto raptors are the right now currently the 12th best team in the nba wow the east is really good that's exactly what the broadcast said the east is really good so yeah, I think the Raptors, hey, listen, if I was watching this game, if you would have told me that, I would have said, if the Raptors lose by 10 or keep it competitive, I'll be happy. I hope they don't get embarrassed. They could have won this game. Yeah. So they are, yeah, they are coming together. I Like, Freddie is a guy, I can't remember his name, that plays for the Golden State Warriors, <laughs> but every time he shoots a three and it's anywhere, it's going in. Yeah. That's how and Pascal. I remember I said I wanted him traded. Uh, uh, all of a sudden, I think he's found his groove, and he is doing what he used to do: take the ball to the rim, and he's doing that, getting tons of free throws. It, the only thing I'm disappointed in is they're not using Banton at all. Like he's not. I guess because they don't need the energy anymore because yeah. they're playing so well. But he's like playing zero minutes. Which is, it's a weird, I, I love Nick Nurse and I trust him, but he just, he does some weird, like, like Matt Thomas, before yeah, they traded him, right. he was just like, you're not playing. But he was before that though, right? It's almost like, yeah, he he likes his favorite players and then that's it. Like, all of a sudden, like, it's like, uh, what's his name? Champagne? Yeah. He's their, like. Six fan Yeah, almost? if you want to call it that. It's weird. And he's playing well. Yeah. I, like, yeah, I can't take that away. But where did it come from? He plays good one game, so, like, that's it? Now you just let him run with it? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure how he – I don't think he does a good job of handling the bench. That's the only thing. And I could say that, like, in the years leading up to um, – over the last couple of years, it, it's been like that, too. Well, because, like, that first year, obviously, you have Kawhi, so that's just... Yeah, yeah, that's a different... Your, your bench is like, oh, here comes Fred Van Vliet and Norm Powell off the bench, guys that are starters in the NBA. That 2020 year, it was the, like, Matt Thomas was... Or I guess Matt Thomas, that was, like, the bubble playoff run. Right. He managed everything perfectly until Game 7, and then he said, we're doing this small ball lineup, it's the... Fred, Norm, OG, Siakam, right. and I'm missing someone. Who am I missing uh, out of that? Back. Oh, uh, Lowry. What am I talking right. about? Lowry, Van Vliet, Powell, Ananobi, and Siakam. They just said, we're committing to this. This is going to be our lineup, and it's ultimately what cost them. And then last year, it was kind of the Lowry thing was kind of hanging over, and then no one had a good year. It was Tampa Bay. Yeah. So this is the year where it's like, okay – you always, because he does always have a guy. Like yeah. he always basically yeah. picks a guy, right? And it looked like it was Banton, and now yeah, it's it's either you you're switch. the first guy off the bench or you're just not playing. I don't, yeah, just we'll see you next year or go practice in the G League. Yeah, and that was the same with Malachi Flynn. Like he's he's gotten more minutes, but also like like 2020, 
2020. Whenever I maybe it was last year that he was getting actual legitimate yeah, minutes. Now he's just getting garbage minutes. Yeah. Uh, I put it at the end, but I'll just I'll just say it now. This Raptors road trip, I think, not only is going to be big for the team because now at this point they're trying to play their way out of the play-in tournament. They're trying to get to the sixth seed, and this this road trip over the next week. So tonight they're in Detroit, which. Yeah. Could be a trap game. It is always that's that's the type of game where everyone would go, okay, check that off as a win. Yeah. But hold your hold horses. On. Yeah. I also want to say about Siakam, I think he's playing this well because he doesn't have the pressure anymore. He doesn't have to be the number one guy. It's clearly Fred. Right. He's no pressure on yeah. him. I'm just gonna Again, go play. He's one of the best number two, and I don't mean by position. Just the if you're the second, second best, best guy. player on your team, he does really well in that scenario. Uh, so tonight in Detroit, back to back tomorrow in Milwaukee. Again, that's a, that's a measuring stick. Yeah, they're like fourth in the East, and they're just on cruise control. Right. Uh, Monday night in Miami. Yeah. And apparently, Bam Adebayo is coming back. Bam Adebayo is apparently coming back for that game. Right. Which, that that would probably be what would give the Raptors the biggest fits is a top-notch top center. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then Wednesday in Dallas. Dallas is, like, not the same team as the Raptors, but they don't really have a center either. Like, it's Porzingis, who's, like, the tallest one, but right. he's not a center. Your biggest problem is going to be Luka and who's going to guard him. Right. I think they have enough guys to throw out of Well, them. their defense, that's the other big thing. Their defense, yeah, and again, that's what the Suns are known for too, right? It was a good defensive battle. And then next Friday in Washington to end the road trip. Do you think this is going to kind of be like the NHL teams? They're going to be happy to play in in the states i know the raptors always play on the states on the road but yeah yeah i'm sure yeah yeah just to have fans i'm sure because like i know even uh, coach jack was talking about it like it's cold he said like at the beginning of games usually there's some heat there from the fans and he was just saying it takes players and that's from both teams longer to warm up to start hitting shots and it's true the beginning of a lot of those games People are missing shots. It's not like guys are going. It's not like fifteen three to start the game. There's no runs. Yeah, because it's it's cold in there, especially when it's cold outside right now. Yeah, this weekend. Not. I mean, this is a good weekend to watch NFL football. Exactly. Stay inside. Bundle up. Um. We also we have to talk about Devin Booker versus the mascot. He's yeah. He's taking free throws at the end of the game, and he asked the referee get get him out of here. Right. Which is just it's it's amazing, and I love how. Uh, Booker and the Raptor both changed their Twitter profile pictures right. to pictures of each other. Right. It's hilarious. Like, I know it's always been Robin Lopez's thing that he always hates mascots, but I just, I thought, first of all, in the moment, I'm like, you really, you're that bothered by the Raptor? You're like, you're used yeah, to a bunch I, of fans there. Exactly. I just, I always thought they zone all that stuff out. So obviously they don't, right? Yeah. Obviously that, if you're at a game, wave your hands if you don't want him to score because he's paying attention to you. He can see you. And just the the almost bromance that it's turned into, it's right. just it's great. These, this is this is not not this is why we pay attention to sports, but this is why we love sports. It's stories like these. It's just you know what? This is a sport. We're having fun. Let's all just have fun. That's right. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies beat Golden State, who again they're on a bit of a slide. Every yeah. every team's gonna they go lost on it. after that game too. Yeah. Uh, the best part, though, was uh, John Morant scored his last basket of the game, got a high five from a fan that he didn't realize was wearing a Steph Curry jersey, and no. then the the kid was offered a jersey swap. 
So he wow. got to switch in his Steph Curry jersey for a John Morant jersey. Nice. Great. Again, another it's just it's Good funny story. stories like that. Um the Brooklyn Nets big three played in Chicago, which it's a full tilt matchup. It's a Wednesday night ESPN game and right. I was so excited to watch this game. And the fourth quarter, basically the camera was on Durant, Harden, and Kyrie Irving all sitting on the bench because they won this game by twenty six points. Wow. And again, it's it's a Bulls team we both underestimated and they've yeah. been playing great. It just kind of showed me, okay, so like if Kyrie so this is also the other thing that Brooklyn can pay a fine for every game Kyrie plays at home. So he could play realistically. Okay. If if Brooklyn does decide to do that or Kyrie gets vaccinated, if Kyrie is playing in playoff games, I don't know if anybody in the East is beating Brooklyn. Right. And I think that game showed it unless they're again, it's a team you need a team. It's like Milwaukee or Philadelphia or maybe Miami, you need, first of all, you need a center because that's the one thing Brooklyn doesn't have is a center. Right. And then you need someone that can duel with Kevin Durant. Right. Which Which I think there isn't too many people you can do that. No. Embiid is one of the guys that kind of checks both of those boxes, but then the team are like, Embiid would have to score like 50, 60 points a night to keep them close. Yeah. And then Miami, it's like, okay, you have the center, but who's going to go at Durant? Right. Everyone wants to say it's Jimmy Butler, and they love Jimmy Butler, but he's not on the same level as Durant. No. And then the best candidate, which is a matchup I hope we get to see again, which is Milwaukee, because Giannis, like Embiid, checks both of those boxes, and he has a better team around him. Right. Which Giannis has been playing a lot more center with Brooke Brooke Lopez out, and I would love Durant versus Giannis, and that's the center matchup. That just seems weird but also amazing to me. If I was a Nets fan, I would go to the next road game, get floor seats, have a shot of visor, and just stick it in. <laughs> You're not stomping this championship. That's run. right. You are playing at home. <laughs> Even you could get the Johnson & Johnson. Sure, that's a single dose. shot. That's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, the New York Knicks and Atlanta Hawks made a trade. I'm not going to go through the trade details, but... The interesting piece is that Cam Reddish, who was a first-round pick, I think he was a top-10 pick, is on his way to New York because Atlanta panicked and the Knicks get to benefit from this good trade. Also with R.J. Barrett, who is taking over as the number one guy on that team. Right. Yeah, I'm not a big Randall fan, so I'm happy to see, and I'm a big Canadian fan, so I'm glad to see things are transpiring, as you just mentioned. Uh now everyone has turned to, well, you know, R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish, they were teammates in college. You know who else they were teammates in college with? Zion Williamson. Let's get him there, too. I mean, I'm on board with that. Zion Williamson for Julius Randle trade. Send Randle to New Orleans. There you go. Great. I mean, New York would have happen. to get up a lot more, but let's let's hope, let's hope something like that ha- happens. Um, the Sacramento Kings um, don't win – actually – they're a play-in contender, I guess we can call them. But in terms of recent history, not much of a winning franchise. But they did get a win when they started to play cold as ice and had Russell Westbrook as the cold as ice player of the game. Okay. For his cold shooting. <laughs> and then he responded and brought up the last 14 years for of Sacramento, course. which, I mean, fair comeback. That's absolutely. <laughs> it's a totally terrible fair. franchise. Um. 
the NBA All-Star votes, uh, it's also, I love the All-Star votes for any sport because they always just, like, I remember, the, I mean, we all remember the NHL year when John Scott made the All-Star game. Yeah. Or, like, Zemgus Gergensen's. Right. Like, fans are hilarious because they'll always just, like, pick this person. And it's like, you're right. going to be our joke. Right. Because they let us vote. And this year, that, I don't want to call him a joke, but... Andrew Wiggins has, I think, the third most votes of any All-Star in the West, which is hilarious. Third or fourth. Somewhere in, like, the top five. If they just did it by votes, he would be a starter, which is just... It's hilarious. I love when fans do stuff like this. Must be lots of Canadian fans voting. That's also true. Uh, Steph Curry and Kevin Durant currently on pace to be the captains for this game, which also... I remember last year... LeBron played. He was the captain. He played for like five minutes and then didn't play the rest of the game. Right. Which I guess that's kind of cool. Like just like let the young guys play the whole game. Are they doing the same All Star format as last year? Oh, the uh, they call it like the Elam ending, where it's like the fourth Final. quarter is. Yeah. I think so because they've that done it the last two it, years. Yeah, because that made it a really good game last year. That was and even last year it, the two years ago game, which is before any of the nonsense we're dealing with in the world happened right maybe that's the game i'm thinking yeah when it was like every like the benches were all standing up right like everyone was into it right and it it was just you can never think of like a next basket wins type of game but that's what that because you're thinking of the 2020 when it was also like it felt like super important and everyone was like trying full tilt kyle lowry's taking charges that's what i mean that's what you want right that's just like in a, in NHL, you'd like to have body checks. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Unless you force their hand like the NBA has done. Yeah. That's, it is, it's, it's such a good idea, especially because yeah. they do it for charity and like, oh, this team won a quarter, so we're going to donate right. this amount of money. They, they do it for a good reason. I, as much as I love the NHL changing their format, the NBA one ups the NHL again because that yeah. format is it's just better. the best. Yeah. Um, Actually, that actually ends up being my last story because I had the Raptors road trip. Let's get into your bad, good, and great heading into the frigid weekend. Okay, bad, good, and great. Um, first bad we kind of touched on Evander Kane. I don't know how he got from Canada into the states and vice versa, but again, his trickery is working. Um, I'll just leave that at that. Yep. Uh, Novak Djokovic, again, denied a visa for the second time. <laughs> He's not playing. There's no way the Australian government, who we know cracked down on this COVID thing, are not going to let someone who's had COVID twice play in this tournament. And, and also did an interview while because, he ha- he, because he didn't want to let down the reporter. Yeah, I'll get you sick and you could die, but thank God it didn't hurt your feelings. To me, again, I think I've talked about this either last week or the week before, I think this almost solidifies the fact that he will not be known as the goat of tennis. Like this, people won't forget this kind of stuff. Yeah, um, I'm not saying that they won't uh, forgive him because we all know we all f- give sports figures a hundred chances in the world. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's uh, the all time stuff. Yeah, you just you're gonna remember that. Guess what? This guy thought he was better than everyone else. Right, like yeah. I, I'm above the rules. Like, what, what else do you want from me? So anyway, I'm glad it makes me feel good because there's no way Rafa Nadal or Roger Federer w- would ever do that. No, it's just to them, and also when like Nadal was talking about it with Djokovic, it was just like 
he knew what he had to do to come here and he didn't do it. Right. Exactly. Everyone everyone like, makes their choice. He he put it politically correct. Rafa just said like if he wanted to play here, he'd be he here. would be here, which means he would have got vaccinated and been here in time and then everything else would have fallen into place. That must start that starts this week or like Sunday. this come yeah, Sunday, which is Monday there. Alex uh, are always a day ahead. Yeah. I mean, this is the ultimate. I think this would also make a difference if Rafa wins this one and right. gets to 21. Right. I think then, because then everyone will say, well, Djokovic was on such a good run. Why Why didn't he win the Australian Open in 2022? And mm-hmm. you go, well, you know, he got kicked out of Australia. He, um, again, the most severe penalty, he won't be allowed to have a visa for three years. So three years of missing the Australian Open. That's well, the rest of his career. Three more? Three or? more years. So three. four. Yeah. Wow. I was wondering what you were going to put that under, if it was bad, oh. good, or great. Him. <laughs> yeah, I guess it could be great. But, yeah, again, I'd, yeah, I'd love to see Rafa play Djokovic in the final. I don't want him not playing. But, yeah. again, if he wants to be a jerk about it, so there you go. Like, he could have won the U.S. Open. and Wasn't that the one he got kicked out of? Yeah. Right? Eek. So, yeah. So there's two tournaments that potentially he could be at 22 now. Now. Nah. Realistically. Wait, did he not lose to Medvedev? That was, uh, yes, last year. That was two years ago. He oh. lost the U.S. Open by hitting the ball girl oh, in yeah, the yeah, face. Oh, okay. yeah. And Medvedev so, slowed that down. That was great. Yeah. So, again, yeah, it's not Nadal is not going to win this easily because, yeah, you got still some Sitsipas, Medvedev. There's some top players there, so it's not going to be easy, but he just did win the follow-up tournament this week, so you know he's on his game. I didn't think he would be. I thought he might struggle, but if he's already winning a you know a tournament before, a pre-tournament, he's probably ready to go. Yeah. Um, the other bad one I have, I, di- I didn't actually get to see um, see the exact rosters for the women's Olympic hockey team, but I was just kind of sad that Megan Mickelson didn't make the team. Um, She's coming back from major knee surgery in, I want to say it was like April or May, um, and was right down to the final cuts, but I was looking at the roster and she didn't make it, which is kind of sad. They went with a a younger decor, and then the forward group is just full of soup. It's... It's the exact forward group we've been seeing for the last, like, through that, uh, the series with the U.S. It's that forward group, which, again, I know you love Fillier. It's the second line center. Oh, for sure. Yeah. She's going to be the next superstar. I also, and I, my favorite is Blair Turnbull, and not just because she broke her leg celebrating, but I just, I, I love the way she plays and the way she leads that third line, which right. you're thinking of most of these teams as top heavy teams, but she was even. She was a top six forward before, yeah. and now she's actually playing center. Right. Which, I mean, it's it's great now that women's hockey isn't just Canada and the U.S. Yeah, for sure. You can't just assume they'll be in the final because, yeah, there's other teams that, like Finland, I know they Canada took care of them. It doesn't mean that. You know they won't be there. They could they could easily win the gold. Yeah, this they, is they should be actually the defending gold medalists going in. Was it the World Championships or the uh, last Olympics? I think it was the World Championships. Okay. But yeah, this I I love seeing, especially when we see what the men's Olympic rosters are looking like. Right. I, we haven't seen the Canadian team yet, but we've seen like the U.S. and the Czech right. Republic or sorry Czechia. Um, it's just this is the women's tournament that I'm going to be paying attention to. Right. 
well, actually, I pay attention to all of them, but this is where it's similar to the last Olympics. It's the number one thing Canadians should be paying attention to. Right. Is this team's quest for gold, especially because they've kind of been on this journey for quite a few months now, which I think is an advantage for both Canada and the U.S. that pretty much their whole team has been together for months. They're in quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, my last bad is, um, or I'm going to call it the Olympics Alex Ovechkin rule. So they will not, the IHF will not let single players from the NHL come over because this is what they were probably afraid of, that Ovechkin was, well, getting a one-game suspension for not playing in the All-Star game, I might as well take a few weeks off and go play for the athletes that are associated with the Olympics or whatever they're calling it, which is not Russia. No, but they are they are the defending gold medalists. Thanks to Karol Kaprizov, actually. Yeah. Gold medal winning assist, or maybe he had the goal, I'm not sure. They were going over, I guess they had a uh, somebody, somebody at work was sh- trying to go over the fake Canadian men's Olympic team, and they had like oh, uh, Danny Joffrey Lupul, yes, Connor Bedard, Con- yeah, exactly. It yeah. was really because I, I thought it was real because I saw like well, that's Owen what Power and- that's what the the guy was saying. Oh, this looks real, but then when they started naming Heatley and uh, Scotty Upshaw, they were had too many people in there that were um, just too off. I think Nigel Dawes was the fifth line center on okay. that team. Because the, the one line they had, they were all ex-Flyers at one time. It was Scotty Upshaw, Joffrey Lupul, and I can't remember who the center was. But it was going, those. that's an ex-Flyer line. <laughs> I'm going to try to find this team. I, I did see that because I read it. I'm okay. like, oh, cool, Canadian Olympic team. And I was like, nope. Because yeah. no. the first name I saw was Danny Heatley. And I'm right. like. Yeah, he did. He's like 45 years old. <laughs> Again, this is they did a good job of, of faking us. Top line right. of Kent Johnson, Eric Stahl, and Masek McTavish. Who right. could yeah, all... That's realistic, yeah. Because Eric Stahl even, he signed a right. PTO. Uh, PTO, so you know he's still, still playing hockey. Uh, a second line of Scotty Upshaw, Joffrey Lupul, and Mike Richards. There you go, all flyers, yeah. A third line of Danny Heatley, Connor Bedard, and Jordan Tutu. Yeah. Fourth line, Daniel Winnick, Patrick Marlowe, and Christopher Stieg. There you go. And then the fifth line, uh, Nigel Dawes and P.A. Parento. Ah, nice. Um, defense, Owen Power, Mark Mathot, Shane O'Brien, Willie Mitchell, Caden Gooley, Kevin Bieksa, Carlo Koliakovo. They should have had Koliakovo and uh, Bieksa as a pair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dion Phaneuf and then Annette, Devin Dubnik, Justin Pogge, which both of those are actually realistic, right. and Freddie... Brathwaite? Braithwaite? Brathwaite, yeah. Brathwaite. So, yeah. He's old. Those are your 2022 Canadian Olympians. Nice. <laughs> Can't wait to see Danny Heatley. Um, sticking with my uh, with the good and st- sticking with the Olympians, um, there was a young eight-year-old girl who has sent a letter to Tim Hortons uh, complaining about the Olympic team hockey cards that came out uh, because they are not uh, equally men. And women. Nice. So I have a feeling Tim Hortons will be changing that because they had a uh, meeting with her. I think it was yesterday. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and she plays hockey, obviously. Uh, and then my last uh, great, I'll go with the Georgia Bulldogs winning their first national title since 1980. And it was a good game. Yeah. It was a very defensive battle, which I'm okay with. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be hundred yard passes on every play. It was actually a real defensive battle and 
yeah, Georgia was – I actually thought Alabama was going to kind of take control of it, but they didn't. Man, Nick, Nick Saban said to Kirby Smart, you guys kicked our asses in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's kind of what it came down to, right? The pick six was the difference because it was always within one score pretty much the whole game. And, yeah, I just thought it was, a, a again, a bit of an advantage to me for Georgia if uh, the two wide receivers, your top two wide receivers for Alabama are out. And That's they've, pretty tough to didn't win. Didn't they both tear their ACLs? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty tough, right? Like, I know they got depth, but I don't know if you have that much depth. But, again, it goes to show you they still almost won yeah. the national championship without their top two Um wide receivers and the running attack was kind of ho-hum uh, after I what did he run 200 and some yards I think I th- actually I think it was a record um, against Cincinnati yeah yeah it was a, an Alabama record which hey there's <laughs> lots of good Alabama running backs right and so, just in the last decade <laughs> yeah so for Robinson yeah so he kind of had a ho-hum game and but again kudos to Georgia because they're they're all about defense and I think they were the first team in NCAA football history to win 13 games by at least 15 points or more, which was impressive because you'd think, well, Alabama must have done that. Yeah, they usually blow out teams. Yeah, but again, they run into those teams like the Auburns where they have trouble winning. So anyway, yeah, I just thought that was a good finish to um, the NCAA football season. We got through it without any COVID issues because I think they just – forgot about protocols and we're playing i don't care if you're asymptomatic the only thing i was kind of disappointed in was the halftime show i thought it was an actual halftime show so i thought they were gonna actually have performers playing all it was was music videos oh for um katie perry and alesso i think it was alesso i don't know who it is anyway it was just a couple videos so that was kind of disappointing i thought they were gonna have something in you know, at the 50-yard line. Yeah, they should. That's that's what the Super Bowl does. You're the college football Super Bowl, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was trying to think of... Um, also, like, Alabama is just going to bring that team back next year with playoff experience and a bunch of first-round picks that are going to leave. The only thing that changes now is this... It's almost like the free agents of college football where you go into that portal and now you can go play for... Anybody. Anybody. Um, the only thing I just don't understand is why the NCAA allows coaching changes and portals to happen during the playoffs. Like, imagine that if you had that in the NHL. Okay, Stanley Cup Finals. Oh, David Pasternak is actually a free agent now, so he won't be playing in the finals for Boston. He'll be sitting out. Hoping you know, nego- trying to negotiate a contract for next year. It to me, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's like college football did one thing they, right by l- allowing the NIL contracts or whatever. Right, but then they still just it, can't figure and, it out. Yeah, like how how can you let a head coach go to another team when you have your biggest game of the year to play? Yeah, how does that? Work? I guess I should have saved that for my bad for next week, but I just. To me, I just it baffles me. Like I'm not a Notre Dame fan, but I'd be pretty pissed off if my head coach is like, "Yeah, I'm sorry. I see you guys. Good yeah. luck in your bowl game." Weren't they also like 
didn't he leave before the final ranking? Like before oh, the final playoff could, ranking? Could be but regardless. So okay, so you're getting ready for the playoffs and I'm leaving you? Because I, I also think they way, were like five which... when he left and everyone's like, Well, does this team get more credit or less credit because their head coach just left? Right. Yeah, yeah. Like what happened if he got into the playoffs? Like oh, hold on, I'm coming back. Right? Like, no one would play. <laughs> I, I think if, if he tried to do that, every player would probably say, yeah, no, I'm not playing. I'm right. not playing for this guy. Right. So that about wraps it up. We'll be back Tuesday because it's the playoffs, but we have a Monday night game. I'm on nights, but my night shifts are different now. What time are your night shifts? 8 till 4. P.M. to A.M.? Correct. That's still a night shift. Okay. Yeah, that, that is more closer to overnight, but yes. So we'll be, we'll be able to do it Tuesday. Maybe might have a new job, but I'm not allowed to talk about that yet. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that about wraps it up for this one. We will see you next time.